there's always been a bright side to living in downstate Illinois. Amron, Illinois is making it even brighter with a little help from the sun. Right now, we're building a next generation solar facility to bring you cleaner energy for generations to come. It's good for the environment, your neighborhood, and everyone living in downstate Illinois. That's brighter thinking. That's energy at work. Learn how you can participate in solar programs at AmarinIllinois.com slash renewables. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of A Walk in the Fairway with Nick Ragone of the Ascension Charity Golf Classic. And first of all, Nick, congratulations. Uh, the tournament is in the books. Congratulations to you, your staff, the volunteers, and certainly the golfers for giving us a, a pretty fun weekend of golf. And we had, by the way, great weather. We had amazing weather, you know, six days in a row of I've been here 10 years, probably the six best days in a row we had in my 10 years, which was a miracle given how hot it had been prior. And, you know, we couldn't have scripted the week any better. It was great weather. Uh, we had three full days of pro-ams. We had our RSM putting challenge on Tuesday, raising additional money for charities. We had our uh, clinic on Thursday for the kids. We had our legends on Saturday. And then a record finish, Steve Flesh. I didn't see a 62 out there. I, You know, that's amazing golf. Winning with his son on the bag, making it a family fair, uh, just couldn't have scripted it any better. No, you really couldn't. And, uh, you know, I, I'll go back to the volunteers uh, and, and what they mean to this event and, and how helpful they were and just how hard they worked in making sure everybody who walked through the gates was going to have a good time. Uh, man, you guys have really sold this event, not only to the golfers, but certainly to St. Louis and the people involved around it. Yeah, you know, it's really become a permanent part of the sports landscape in St. Louis, which is pretty cool after three years. You know, we got our two anchor pillars, the Cards and Blues, and we have soccer and NASCAR, and we have a lot of other great stuff. But, you know, the Central Charity Classic, a PGA Tour Champions Golf is right there. And that's that's really, uh, that's gratifying because we, you know, it's only been three years. We created this event to really give back to North St. Louis County and make a difference in in the lives served and, uh, and also entertain. And I think that part really came through this week. You know, we had record crowds out there Saturday in particular. We had we had more people on Saturday at our event than the U.S. Open had on Sunday at their event. So that puts it in perspective. The players raved about the course, the event, the build out, the fan attendance, the engagement. And uh, it's really gratifying. Let's talk about the players for a bit. Steve Flesh, uh, a guy we you and I had not talked about. Uh, he, he sets a court's record of 62 uh, what made him so special this week? Because it just seemed like he he got off to a hot start and never looked back. Yeah, I mean, Flesh is a great player. He won four times on the big tour, and this is his fourth time on the Champions Tour. So there's some symmetry to his career. Uh, a really good ball striker, excellent player, kind of a streaky putter. And by his own admission, he was not playing good golf this summer. He had a couple of, um, you know, he had some low finishes, wasn't really in the mix at all. He had one last year at Pebble Beach about a year ago, but Hadn't, didn't, hadn't done much this year. And uh, he said he found, you know, he's like all of us, Claves. He's searching on the range. And he said he found something on Tuesday or Wednesday on the range, you know, just making a bigger shoulder turn and getting his back to the target and goes out and shoots record 62 on Sunday, which goes to show that we're all in the same boat. You know, he's an elite player. And for us average hackers, we're all still searching for that thing. Yeah, that's true. You know, when he shot the 62. Uh, I, you know, I've done it in nine holes, but never in 18 holes. And, and but the way he was smooth with his game and you and I've talked about this before, the tempo that these pros have, uh, the, the guys on the champions tour is just something we could all take a page from. Yeah, they, they just they're so smooth. You know, they swing uh, within themselves. They don't need to 
They're not like on the big tour where they're jumping out of their shoes to get 180 mile per hour ball speed. They're in balance. I mean, I watched Ernie Els a few holes. I watched, I watched Flesh. I watched Carlos Franco. And they're just so smooth. You can learn so much. And I was always I was amazed every day at the driving range, the crowds of people that just wanted to watch them hit the ball, which is really cool. I mean, seeing best in the world up close hitting a golf ball is a pretty special thing. What does it say about the tournament that you've had different winners each year? I mean, there's some guys who who show up at certain places and all of a sudden everybody feels like they're playing for second place. But in your tournament or the Ascension tournament, we've seen different guys win in different methods. Yeah, you know, we, we've had a great mix of winners um, to have David Toms our first year. He's uh, he's known as a great ball striker. You know, he won on the PGA Tour a lot. He uh, won a major. Uh, hadn't done as well on the Champions Tour until he won at Arvet, and now he's won twice since, which I take credit for. Uh, and then we had Padraig Harrington, who's a bomber, legitimately one of the longest guys still on the big tour, let alone the Champions Tour. And at the time when he won, the most dominant golfer on the Champions Tour by far. And then you have Steve Flesch, who's also known as a great ball striker. I mean, I think it's a ball striker's course. If you look at, you know, go back to Hogan in 48, and then you go back to Littler and uh, Trevino in 71 and 72, and now Toms and Padraig and Fleshy. You have great ball strikers, and I think uh, I think Norwood demands that because it's such a uh, – it's a great classic course where, you know, as one of the guys said, it was before you could move earth. You know, you had to design it with what nature gave you. And so it's a lot of side hill lies. It's – at, for these guys, it's pretty long. It's demanding. You have to be straight off the tee. You have to uh, position it in the right place on the greens to have a birdie putt. And so I'm not, you know, I think it'll be one of those courses where going forward, we're going to see a different mix of people every year because there's no, you know, no player is going to dominate this course. You know, you guys plan this far in advance. Uh, there's so many things that you're prepared for. What was the most pleasant surprise you had over the course of the week? Well, the, the weather for sure. I mean, that's not something we planned for. But I tell you, the last three or four weeks, I'm a nervous wreck because you could plan 51 weeks a year. And you have, if you have bad weather, you know, you have bad weather. It's just going to take something off the tournament. It does. You know, it, it's just difficult to get around. Uh, the Ally Championship in Michigan, which is two weeks before us, three years in a row has had rainouts on one of its pro-am days. And, and you can't make that up. It's just tough. And so I live in fear of that. And to have... The hot weather we had going in and then it break on Monday night and have Tuesday through Sunday just be I mean, you literally couldn't see a cloud for six days, which is spectacular. So, you know, that was the biggest just relief more than anything. I exhaled Sunday nights and we got through and we didn't even have a weather alert. We didn't I didn't have to yeah. go visit the meteorologist once, which last year, you know, every five minutes I was checking in on that because it's so stressful. And then the crowds on Saturday, you know, we uh, we had a record crowd Saturday the first year. But remember, the first year we sold two years worth of tickets because we didn't play. Uh, we right. had to cancel. And so to have a bigger crowd this year on Saturday and it was packed. I mean, I was out there. It was packed. Uh, it was really special. No, you know, I was out there on Saturday as well. And, you know, you, you don't really grasp how many people were there because of the size of the course. But when you go to different holes and you see them three, four five deep. And then not to mention people who start to follow different golfers, then all of a sudden you kind of get a better idea of how big this thing has turned out to be as far as attendance is concerned. Yeah, it's true. I mean, a lot of the attendance is in the hospitality. We'll build up the whole back nine. And and then I walked the course on Saturday, and I saw crowds on the second hole, third hole, fourth hole. Like, there's no hospitality there. You're just walking. I mean, big crowds where you could hear roars. And I'll tell you, the coolest thing uh, I heard all week from multiple people that I know, uh, friends of mine who aren't in St. Louis, 
who watched it on the Golf Channel said that uh, they could hear roars from other holes, meaning they're watching the yeah. 16th hole and you could hear a roar from an adjacent hole. That only happens on PGA Tour events and majors. That doesn't happen on Champions Tour events. Like there, there's not enough people there to hear that. And I had so many people say, man, you could hear roars from other holes and then cut to the action. It felt like a big tour event. And that that's really cool. You know, I had a chance to watch it, uh, the the replay of the event uh, on the Golf Channel, and man, Norwood just looks so impressive. I mean, uh, the the fairways were nice and even, and nice and green, and it just looks had a really good look on TV. And I know you've talked about how much exposure uh, we get for this particular event. I think if anybody had a chance to watch this event on TV, they would have come away shaking their heads, saying that looks like a really fun place to be. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the Nor- first of all, Mike Null and his team did an amazing job, as always, uh, especially with the heat we had coming in to keep the greens, uh, you know, pretty firm and playable. And the fairways were just immaculate. And uh, it pops on the Golf Channel, you know, <laughs> eight hours of live coverage, eight hours of tape coverage. And uh, it's a love letter to St. Louis. I mean, it's no better advertising and marketing for our region. I would argue three days on the Golf Channel that's why uh, our, our the state of Missouri is such a partner, and our lieutenant governor Mike Kehoe was there for all three days, uh, because they the state of Missouri now views this as Ascension Charity Classic Week as a chance to highlight to the rest of the country to showcase Missouri as a great place to work and relocate, play, visit, and that's really cool. We didn't intend for that three years ago. We just wanted to create a golf tournament in North St. Louis County, but for the state to view this as an opportunity a prime opportunity to showcase the best of what our state has to offer to the rest of the country is, is pretty cool. You know, you, that's a great point you make uh, because the state of Missouri was well represented with its signage and things of that nature. And, and the other sponsors, I thought strategically placed their, their sign and logos uh, in different places where it didn't look like a, uh, and- for a lack of a better term, a NASCAR event where a guy's got like 14 different logos on his shirt. I, I thought the way things were set up was really nice, warm, and, and engaging as far as the exposure that they were looking to get. Yeah, you know, we, we have great corporate partners. Um, Worldwide presented the Legends Challenge on Saturday. Amarin presents our volunteers. And we try, you know, RSM does our putting challenge. Um, Stiefel is a big participant edward jones this year they had a breakfast friday morning that i spoke at a, a leadership breakfast uh accenture does the same thing they had a leadership breakfast and also did our youth clinic they're all all of our partners are finding a special thing for them to carve out which i think is really cool and showcase what it is that they want to showcase about the Accenture charity classic and more importantly about giving back to the community and uh that's really cool and you know that's the area where we keep getting better and better at oh, people always ask me what do you improve on and i'm like there's nothing corrective like it's it's a, a beautifully run, fantastic event. The thing that we're improving on is doing more stuff to give corporate partners more opportunities to partner with us. You know, we talk about the crowds uh, on Saturday and, and really throughout the weekend. Uh, and it's now become a people watcher event. I mean, I, I know people who came out just to see who was going to be there. So was there anybody that you were taken by that showed up? Uh, maybe you were aware of late or maybe you didn't even know they were going to be there. Uh, a couple, you know, it's funny. Uh, I ran into Jordan Cairo, which was cool. Uh, he, you know, he he looks like he's a high school student. He's so young looking, uh, and you know, and he's big, but not super big. And I, I confess that I, I didn't exactly. I mean, I know who he is, obviously, but out of context, you don't really place it. And then he's like, "Oh, I'm Jordan," and then I'm like, "Jordan Cairo," and, and we had a nice conversation. He was just watching the action. You know, Coach Barubi was uh, 
Sunday, I just saw him in the crowd. Like, you know, and Saturday he was playing and coach is playing on Sunday. I watching on Sunday, which is really cool. Um, so a lot of a lot of blues out there supporting uh, their teammates on Saturday and also just watching the action on Thursday, which was really cool. You know, we had Nancy Lopez come back and she was so it was She's funny on Thursday, the Pro-Am. This is the Pro-Am, mind you. We had 3000 people on the grounds and she was uh, down on 17, which was already rowdy. You know, we have our build out on 17 and I'm walking up. I'm playing with Ozzy, David Duvall, and uh, I have about a 40 yard pitch shot. And I see Nancy in the stands and she's smiling at me. And I'm like. I told Ozzy, I said, I'm going to hit a little 60-degree wedge and zip it in there and stop it right in the hole just to show off. And he goes, if you don't hit this right, you're going to skull it and kill Nancy Lopez. And I said, yeah, you're right. And I zipped it in there, and it stopped right near the hole. And Nancy came up afterwards and said, you're just showing off, weren't you? I said, absolutely. No doubt about it. You know, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about her impact and just her presence at the event. Uh, as I said to you on multiple occasions, Truly one of the great ambassadors for the game of golf, not just women's golf, but I think for the game of golf, uh, maybe one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. Always had time, always making sure everybody else was having fun along the way. Uh, a person who I think goes unnoticed uh, and should get more notoriety because of her consistency of being such a good supporter of the game. Yeah, Nancy's one of a kind. I, I would argue she's one of the top three or four ambassadors for golf in the last 50 years. I put her up there with Arnold certainly and Jack and others. Um, she gracious beyond belief. Uh, she does nothing but smile and, and take pictures and sign things. Uh, in fact, she, she reminds me a lot of Ozzy. You know, I, I played in yeah. the tournament with Ozzy on Thursday. And we had three, 400 people on every hole, not just on, on the first hole. And they weren't out there for Duvall, certainly not for Dick Ragone. They're out there for Ozzy. And I mean, he graciously signs everything put in front of him. He takes time to look people in the eye and talk to them and say hello. And uh, I, it's just so impressive. And Nancy does the same thing. You know, she knows that people want to meet her and she goes up and disarms them and says, hi, I'm Nancy, takes a picture with them. And I think that's what's cool about golf is that it's a sport where you can honor and revere yeah. the legends like Hale and Nancy and others. And still, you know, they could still participate. I mean, Hale Irwin played on Saturday. And let me tell you, he still pops it. He hits it out there, hits it beautifully. His swing still looks like he could win three U.S. Opens. And um, to have the legends be a part of this in a meaningful way is really, really cool. All right. The, this tournament's in the books. You guys have done all the work and counted all the money and with the proceeds going to different charities. And I'm sure you've already started to talk about what next year looks like. So what do you think is going to be coming up down the road? Yeah. You know, we took a, a half hour off on Monday and then uh, started, <laughs> you know, texting everybody. Uh, you know, we had a little bit of a concert Friday night after that round. And I think we're going to build on that next year. That's one thing we really want to add. Um, is to to build out the music presence, uh, have a concert, you know, be a part of that, which other champion tour events do. It takes obviously more planning to do that. And so that's one thing that we're certainly looking at is uh, doing a concert type of thing. And, you know, and the other part is the legends. We're already thinking about what legends can we bring back and we want to have more Cardinal legends next year. And, you know, there may be some, some big Cardinal legends, maybe some active players who are retiring who are instant legends and other legends who we want to have come back that uh, we, you could probably guess who they are. So we're going to start thinking about that. Well, that's great. Well, listen, uh, this has been fun talking to you every week, and we'll obviously be doing this down the road. Uh, but it's been great. Uh, again, congratulations on just an incredible event that, uh, you know, people are going to continue to talk about for a long, long time. And, um, just best of luck as we wind down the golf season. All right, who's the player of the year? 
as far as the PGA is concerned? Uh, for the PGA Tour, that's a tough one. You know, I, I, it's not Scotty Scheffler. I can tell you that. It's, it's either Victor Hovland or John Rahm. I think it's a tricky one. They're, you know, nobody's had a standout year. They've all had very good years. Um, I'm interested in the Ryder Cup. I think, you know, I think the Americans have a chance to win on European soil. My take is that the American team is deeper, one through 12, but the European team at the top is deeper, meaning Rom, Rory, and Hovland are probably better than America's big three. But if you go 12 deep, I think the American team is stronger. Um, I think this will be interesting. Usually the Europeans are our big-time favorites on European soil. This year, I think it's more evenly matched. What about Liv? I mean, that's been kind of quiet recently. Uh, the, I'm sure they're working behind the scenes to have some sort of presentation, Liv, in the PGA uh, going into next year. Um, I get the feeling this thing may be in court before too long as far as some some people not happy with what's going on. So what do you think is the next step with regard to this alleged merger? Well, I think um, they need to finalize the deal, the investment from PIF into the PGA Tour to create NUCO. My guess is that'll happen before the end of the year. Now that Tiger's on board, literally on board, on the PGA Tour board, I think, you know, that, that was the last obstacle internally to player dissent. There might be some litigation or stuff, but I, I think that the P Tiger joining the board has cleared the pathway for players to approve the PIF investment, which was the biggest obstacle for Jay Monahan. It doesn't mean that Jay will be the commissioner in perpetuity. I, I'm not sure about that, but it means that, Tiger being on the board and supporting this, uh, that the players will prove it. So once that gets done and you actually have Nuco, I actually think the Live brand is probably going to survive in some way. Uh, at least the format of that team concept, it might not be under the Live brand. But I, you know, I don't think, I don't think, I wouldn't expect the players on Live to come back to the PGA Tour immediately or at all. A lot of them have said, "Look, we like playing 14 events a year. We're not interested in coming back." and and so it's not really um, I don't know that it's going to I, I don't know that there's going to be a reunification, reunification of golf overnight. I think what we're going to have is the PGA Tour, a slimmed down version of the DP World Tour and some concept, whether it's called live or not, of team golf. Team golf. Glad you brought that up. I've always been an advocate that I think the most fun thing would be when you have your team. Nick Ragone's going to be our tee shot guy. I'm going to hit the second shot, and somebody else is going to hit the third, and you're going to have a putter, and it rotates throughout the course of the event. Uh, I think that would be fun to see individual skills in that manner uh, where you're going to see the whole thing uh, compared to just watching one guy have to play from a certain spot. I, you know, I, I agree 100%. I love that idea of team where it's really a team. You have, you have a designated driver, you know, fairway, chipper, putter, and that they rotate each hole. That's a team concept. I mean, that's way more team their strategy you know you have to really think about who's doing what on certain holes whereas the team concept of just adding up numbers it's still an individual game so i 100 percent agree with that and i i hope that they evolve in that direction well i think that might be part of the uh, ascension charity golf classic with the celebrities when they play their nine holes next year that maybe we play a team format of that nature well you know that's something uh, I'll, I'll take it up with the boss oh wait i am the boss so let me think <laughs> You, you have plenty of time to figure it out. Just an just a idle suggestion on my part. Hey, Nick, again, it's been great visiting with you, sir. Enjoy your downtime if you have any. And uh, we'll certainly be in touch and talking to you more, not only here, but certainly on ClavesOnline.com. But we'll be, we'll be catching up to each other very soon. Thanks, Claves. Talk to you later. He's Nick Ragone. I'm Mike Claiborne. This has been A Walk in the Fairway with Nick Ragone on ClavesOnline.com. 
Manganas St. Louis Acura has a great selection of new and certified pre-owned Acuras. Get 3.9% financing for up to 36 months on all new Acura models. Or get $1,000 in loyalty incentives on the 2023 TLX and RDX and $750 in loyalty incentives on the 2024 Integra. Get financing as low as 1.99% for up to 36 months on certified pre-owned TLX and MDX models. Munganas St. Louis Acura, better than ever for you.